listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 97, where we will be discussing Secrets of Blackthorn Hall. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And Amanda's on maternity leave. And I said Amanda instead of Amanda. Amanda. I dropped the D. Amanda <laughs> and a baby. I don't know how to make a song, but nothing came to mind. My daughter's sending me YouTube videos. What? I don't know. She just sent me a YouTube video. I don't know what it is. I'll check afterward. Oh, okay, okay, okay. She's just in her bedroom sending me shit on her phone that she could come out and tell me, but you know. Oh, so I did that thing where I text my daughter from upstairs. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. For sure. Yep. Oh, I hear. My- like, I'm not gonna yell. <laughs> I'm gonna be that parent. I hear my husband screaming. He's watching football. Oh, <laughs> I'm like my daughter's texting me from her cave. You know, YouTube videos because that's what 13 year olds do. I'm recording a podcast mm-hmm. in the bedroom, and my husband's watching football. It's the American dream, folks. <laughs> this is it right here. Oh, so we had a happy Thanksgiving. We had a Friendsgiving last night. Robin came over, and I made a turkey and stuffs, and we had... It was delicious. Yeah. Everything was beautiful. We had family and friends over. It was great. Mm-hmm. So much fun. And now my kids want a bearded dragon. So. Yeah. That's my brother's fault. My my brother and his girlfriend brought their uh, lizard to Thanksgiving. Um, they didn't want to leave him alone at the apartment. They tried to also bring their three-legged cat, which is very cute. And I would have said yes, if not for the fact that, like, my cats, like, already had to be locked up and were already stressed out. I did not need them smelling another cat. <laughs> uh-huh. But my, my brother literally called me. He's like, hey, can we bring the cat so so he doesn't get lonely because the lizard's gone? And I'm like, yes to the lizard. No to the cat. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I got to put my foot down. I'm sorry. Like, maybe if Wednesday wasn't there, like, Meg, me, Magnus would be chill. Magnus would totally be fine, yeah, but not with Wednesday. Wednesday is already, like, she hates it when a single person who is not the immediate family that lives here comes into the home, let alone, uh-huh. you know, a whole. I was surprised. She jumped off the bed and came over to me. Yeah. And then, I, like, I put my hand out and I let her smell me. Uh-huh. And then I let her smell my other hand and she was cool. Uh-huh. And she let me scratch under her chin twice. Uh-huh. And then I tried to do the eye pet Ooh. thing, and sh- I got hissed. Yep. Because <laughs> she couldn't it. see your hand anymore. Right. What What are you going to do to me yeah, back there? Exactly. She doesn't trust And then anybody. Magnus didn't want anything to do with me. He was just into Audrey. So. Oh, he was like, oh, there's a little person that will play with me. This person has I energy. Him up I can smell the vitality. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sucking your life force out. He might be. I don't know. Oh, yeah, but that's that's always the trouble when you have the devil in cat form as a pet. Is that, you know, when people come over, it's it's no good. Because everyone wants to see the cat and everyone thinks that they will be the one to tame the beast. 
every time they're shocked that they're not. Like, you are not the chosen one. I'm sorry. I'm the main character in this book. (laughs) Yep. That's like as soon as she has pledged her allegiance to me. Exactly. And it's, I mean, she'll like, the thing is, I will not, like, I will fill her like dry food, mm-hmm. but I don't do wet food. It gags me. It's it's not my jam. Mm-hmm. I will not do that. So my Audrey and, and Omar feed her. Yep. That's same in my house. It's the exact same but thing. I am still. She's my cat. Yeah. And I was like, it's because y'all get in her face. Yep. You want it and mess bad. with her. She knows. Uh-huh. She can sense it. Yep. And I'm just kind of like, I'll pick her up. But it's very much like she'll make a movement and I know she doesn't want to be picked up and I gently set her down yep. and I walk away. You respect her boundaries. You, you, they keep trying to like. <laughs> You're in a healthy relationship with your cat and the rest of them are in this toxic like battle of wills. <laughs> well, and they like play fight with her and stuff. And I don't do that. Yeah. It's not my. She likes it. I know yeah. she does. But I'm. It's, nope. That's it's not going to be me. You're the calm presence that she comes yep. to when she wants to relax. Have you seen? Have I sent you that video? It's like a TikTok video of this lady that has. I feel like it's an it's an emu. I think, and like it charges at her, and she just puts her hand up, and it stops oh. dead in its tracks. And it's so funny. And so then people like take the video and make it like somebody uh-huh. was trying to do it to his, like their wife <gasps> as a joke when they were talking or whatever. Um, but sushi's like that. She'll get ready to pounce and she'll try to do that. And I just put my finger out and I, no. Yeah. And she just kind of like stops. Yep. Yep. She don't bite me. Anyway. (laughs) We just spent like eight minutes talking about our cats. (laughs) Want to make it 20? I'm just kidding. Okay. But the real reason we hit record right now, because we were chatting before, as we always do, is because... This week, we're talking about the secrets of Blackthorn Hall, and Robin was telling me a funny story about when she was brushing up before this episode. Okay, so I um, I had to download the Tumblr app to read these mm-hmm. because I went on the internet and I searched for it, and I found it, and I started reading the first one, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who is Bruce? Like... <laughs> Did I like because sometimes I'm like, okay, you first crack open a book in a series and it's been a minute since you've read the other one. So to me, I always go to like Google and I'll either I'll either reread the book or re-listen to it or I'll just take a really quick like, yeah, this is what happened. This is this. So that way I'm not surprised. I'm like, what did I miss? Who is this dude? So then I have to stop what I'm doing because I'm so distracted. I'm trying to Google it. And every time I Google the names together, it's taking me back to, it's just like a reference to the page I'm already reading. And I'm like, crap, like maybe I need to read a little bit further and then I'll figure this out. So then I read the next one and it's this letter from like, I read it as Alec to Magnus. Mm -hmm. And as I'm halfway through it, I'm like, this isn't making sense. Like, how is this going? So then I look up and I'm like, no, this is from Magnus to Alec. And I'm like, okay. And so then I read the next one and it's like the third letter has a piece that I'm like, nope. Yep. Magnus's correspondence reaches into that one. I'm reading these in the wrong order. Yeah. 
So then I had to like, I went and scrolled all the way to the bottom and it's really hard to read it like that. Why would they do that? Why is there not a sort by function? Who did this? How did this happen? And I, there was a button, I swear, that said like archive, but it would not, like I couldn't click on it. I don't know what was going on. So then I was like, I bet it's because I'm on the website. I'll download the app. And then on the app, I'm, there has to be a function. Like if I can sort my shit online about lowest price, lowest to highest, because you know you do that, uh-huh. then I should be able to sort these stories oldest to newest. Guess what? Either you can and I can't figure it out or you can't do that. <laughs> But the thing on Tumblr that is cool is as you're scrolling over it, I'll tell you how many days ago uh-huh. it was posted. So that was at least easier to read them that yeah. way. And I figured out who Bruce was and I'm an idiot. <laughs> but at least not so much of an idiot that I didn't like I forgot a character named Bruce. Right. <laughs> because all I can hear is like the the sharks on Finding Nemo. Uh-huh. Because the shark's name is Bruce. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I might have been kind of reading in an Australian accent. So that also distracted me. And it was like 1230 in the morning at night. I don't know how you say that. Midnight 30. Midnight 30? Midnight 30. Yeah. I like so it. So I was tired. I'll accept it. Um, Real quickly before we jump in. Now, today... Secrets of Blackthorn Hall is a little more involved than I anticipated. I didn't realize how long it was. Um, so we've got a lot to get through. So we're going to be we're going to make quick work of uh, getting to these write ins from last week. Anton wrote in. Uh, oh, <clears throat> just giving context because we were asking about Drew being in the, the L.A. Institute uh, last mm-hmm. week. Um, but she's actually in the Shadowhunter Academy in exile on Luke's farm in New York. So the Shadowhunter Academy is in Idris, which is in the cohorts, like, um, realm, I guess now I'll call it. Uh-huh. Their bubble. Yeah. So, so they created their own Shadowhunter Academy at Luke's farm in upstate New York. Uh, so. Oh, okay. It's Helen, Aline, and Tavi who are the Blackthorns at, in the LA Institute on the West Coast. Oh, and he did mention um, that the TDA books are longer than the last hours. So when we were talking about how there was just more space for them, that that's fair enough. That's what I was saying. Like, I was able to finish the last hour so much faster. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing... Um, I, I hope that Chain of Thorns is super long, similar to how Lord of Shadows to Queen of Air and Darkness was like a jump of 100 pages. Yes. Yes. Please give me more. Give me 200 more pages. I'm I'm good. I just don't like I don't see how I'll be satisfied with the story ending with only one more book. There's so much going on if it's not long. I know. And I have a feeling that not everything is going to get resolved. So we have to wait for the Wicked Powers because there's going to be some major tie-in. Which uh-huh. and, and reading Secrets of Blackthorn Hall only made those suspicions rise. Like I took notes as I read them in order and I did not give myself any spoilers. So some of my notes got answered later on. But, you know. <laughs> right. This is a real-time reaction. Oh, uh, Anton goes on to say, um, 
I do think that part of the reason that our ensemble is less fleshed out in the last hours is it was an ensemble cast from the very beginning, whereas TDA built upon the number of perspectives a bit more. Emma's and Julian's perspectives took up a vast majority of the page count in Lady Midnight, whereas Chain of Gold has James, Cordelia, and Lucy to contend with as a major, as major characters with totally separate storylines. It's interesting to see that the last hours have actually been shorter than I expected them, uh, hence why I hope that Chain of Thorn is the length that we deserve to wrap up the stories properly. Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself. Golf clap? Yes. Okay, we've got um, we've got another write-in, but I think it will work out better at the end um, once we've kind of gone over the rest of the Blackthorn Hall letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Why don't we kick things? Why don't why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Why don't we adjust <laughs> our Sherlock Holmes hats, pull out our pipes, and get to sleuthing? Shall we? Like Ty would love. Yes. <laughs> uh, so the first letter um, is is really just set up. So the first letter is uh, Emma to Christina. Um, so <laughs> it's just basically ex- like giving the setup, right? So they, they were in, at, on their travel year They're you know, Julian's great aunt died and left them this giant fixer upper, um, a mansion outside of London on this sprawling fucking like land, like, like with grounds or whatever, with all these like overgrown gardens. Basically, Emma and Julian are living my HGTV dream. Right. Like, who would not? What? This is amazing. What do you think, Robin? It. Um, I spent too much time trying to figure out who Bruce was. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that did happen. But as I went down, I was just trying to figure out. Because obviously we know things switched hands, right? Uh huh. From Lightwood. So I was to trying Blackboard. to. Uh huh. But I was trying to figure out when and where and how it happened in my brain. Uh huh. Because I know we're in the process of that story, and then the entire time I just kept like thinking, "Why haven't you called Tessa? Why not just ask Tessa? Why are you not asking Tessa? For real? This makes no sense." You're texting, sorry, I'm getting ahead, but it's like you're texting Drew to text Kit instead of just asking. You're texting, like you're getting Ty involved when you literally have a firsthand source. I know. And you know, you know it is because they mention Will. It's just, I am. We're getting ahead of Over the miscommunication though. trope. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I know. Put the brakes on. It was like. Although then it wouldn't be as fun and it wouldn't be like a mystery. Right. So there's that. I, I totally get it. But like you have Magnus and Tessa who have are like they have a wealth of knowledge and they were like literally alive. Like why wouldn't you not? And it's not like you guys are freaking like just because the, the old parts of the clave are, you know, old school or whatever. Julian and Emma have cell phones. So does Magnus. Text Magnus and ask him. Like, text. 
Tessa lives in England. What? I yeah. don't. She's there. Mm-hmm. What are we? What are we doing? <clears throat> but that's the entire like the entire way through this thing. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> so, I could get like. Okay, so I don't know. Let's just do a quick brief overview before I start okay. like kind of tangenting. But I do okay here. I just want to say I know I keep hounding things over and over again like that. Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that it's kind of a mystery for them. I'm I'm into that. I like that Ty's excited about it and stuff. But and then I just wish it wasn't letters. So like obviously, yep, yes, it all makes sense. I just wish it wasn't so like blanketed out blatant like that yeah. like if if emma hadn't made the connection about will and tessa right and like she just kind of read over it but wasn't like oh my god i wonder like blah 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 like then it would have been a little bit more enjoyable that part was just like yeah it is you should ask her mm-hmm. and she didn't she was like it might be insensitive but why would she think that I, to bring up someone's dead husband. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could understand where that might not be. Like, you don't really know what to do. Like, and if your only interaction, I mean, really her only interaction, aside from Magnus and Tessa when she met them, but, like, she grew up knowing Malcolm, and it was it didn't seem like she could ask Malcolm about his past without, like, maybe she just thinks it's a touchy subject for warlocks. Well, but the other thing is she's so, like, Jim has very much tried to, like... Yeah. She's a car stairs. He's a car stairs. Like, even, like, even her... Like, and maybe that's a letter that will come. Yeah. Maybe she's going to write a letter to Jim. And it's like, hey, I found all this stuff. Like, do you think this would be cool if I, like, asked Tessa about it or whatever? Because even just not even mentioning, like, do you know who Tatiana Blackthorn Or Tatiana Blackthorn is. Or Tatiana Lightwood at the time. Or, you know, because it's right. a diary or whatever. Do you know this bitch? Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the next letter, which is uh, Tessa to Magnus. Uh-huh. And so she's she's just kind of like, oh, hey, old friend. You know, I tried that thing that, you know, you asked me to do. Like, you know, the weird, like, the offhanded magical stuff, which is, is a nice piece of, like, world building. Um, and then she's like, oh, I just, I love Kit and Mina so much. And I'm so happy. I never thought I could have this ever again. And you're just like, oh, Tessa, this is so beautiful. Oh, I can't wait until Cassandra Clare's fucks your shit up. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, we're only getting this happy because shit is going to go down in the Wicked Powers. <laughs> There will be pain and there will be ruin. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. But, oh shit, uh, Kit has friends and might have a girlfriend that Tessa's like, he's being so secretive. I guess teenagers are all like that. <laughs> yes, it's totally normal for your teenager to go out and save the fucking world and fight a prince of hell. Totally, totally normal. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's such a, I'm, <clears throat> I, so when I read, obviously I read things the wrong way. Okay. Right. So right. this is also probably why my brain just went immediately to like, why are you not just doing this? Because I read the first, the newest three letters first before I went back. But reading this letter from Tessa to Magnus mm-hmm. made me remember like 
yeah, they have this happily ever after. Yes, they're in London. Yes, they have this stuff. But Kit's in hiding. Right. So it's like, yeah, they're not as free to be able to just because when I read the first letter, I was like, why don't they just have like Kit or Jace come over? Right. Then they could just ask them what the heck's going on. Kit's not that easily accessible. He can't just leave what he's doing Mm -hmm. because he's in hiding. You know, they've got their own little thing set up going over there. And obviously there's like the crazy stuff with like between Ty and Kit or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he would do anything for the Blackthorns. Really? Yes, I agree. I agree. And I think there it's just like this, like, I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to talk to him kind of attitude. But like. Yeah, he's trying he's tentatively trying to live a normal life as best he can while basically mm-hmm. being in witness protection. Right. And that was a good way for her to kind of build that and remind us of like, because yeah. if I would have read them correctly, mm-hmm. when I got to that point, I would just be like, oh, Kit, you know. Yeah. They're kind of like slowly introducing him into the community or whatever. But he does really still need to be like. Yeah. Protected. Yeah. Um, and okay. So like Tessa was, Tessa says something like, um, I, I brought this up to Ty or to Kit, like you asked, but like, he's not interested in talking about Ty. So I'm like, I wrote this note. I was like, does Magnus ship Kitty? Like he's probably just trying to get info because he knows about the necromancy, but Tessa doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, he's probably just trying to get information, but I, I do hope that he ships Kitty. Because I still ship Kitty as Endgame, but, like, if Kit has, like, a, a girlfriend and, a, like, a relationship, like, I'm totally cool seeing how that plays out. Uh-huh. Like, just because Kitty is Endgame for me doesn't mean that, like, they can't have lives before that. <laughs> it almost makes it better if they do. I think so. I, I think yeah. you learn a lot through through relationships. Did you have anything else to talk about uh, Tessa and Magnus's uh, letter? Um, how old in this moment is Mina? I think she's like two or three, maybe. So maybe two. I feel. I'm trying to think. Like, <laughs> I was trying to put. Dude, I'm sorry. My like, my throat. How long after? So Emma and Julian had a travel year. Uh-huh. And they go to London, like, basically, she's like, our year's over anyway. Like, yeah, it was, we yeah, were done. She was like, it's almost over anyway, yeah. So does that mean it's been a year since the Dark Artifice books ended? No, because the, we had the epilogue. So the, it ended, and then we had an epilogue and Magnus and Alex's wedding. Uh-huh. And I, I'm pretty sure Emma was, sti- like, 17, right? Okay, I so. I don't know exactly what. For the audience, um, we had a quick interruption, and then because Robin and I are the people that we are, we forgot the conversation we were having. Um, so we're just trying to like remember, and we think that we said pretty much everything. If something, I know I was in the middle of saying something, but I don't think it was important because I do not remember what it was. So if I think of it and have a wild eureka moment, I'll I'll say something. But otherwise, I say let's move on to letter number three, Julian's letter to Mark. Because I feel like this is where I got hooked in. 
like the the Tessa and Magnus stuff was cool and I like that they're like oh will you check this out like you know I, I like that they're collaborative but uh-huh I started getting sucked into the story when it was Julian to Mark so the like right off the bat he's like you know I want this place to be a place for you know all the black thorns for for uh you know Ty or uh, Tavi and Drew and Ty and Liv and then he crossed it out and I'm like dude what the rewrite it start over oh my god I that's I totally thought the same thing like I know it gives it character and it's supposed to be more like there I feel like it's supposed to be more about the characters themselves and like TDA was super plot driven and stuff because it's kind of like Julian also is a different character than he was in TDA because he doesn't need to be so like stressed out all the time yeah but I thought the same thing and I was just like are you like what do you like what do you like you weren't like if you were at the end of it like yeah get some white out I don't know but I totally would have started over like is your stationery that fucking precious I think not Julian Blackthorn have some fucking decency although that could be the 33 year old woman talking well, yeah. Um, I also just think it's weird. Like, I think it's cool that they're actual letters. And I, I get so. why. Them are... Them. Thems. <laughs> Some of them are physically writing letters. Like, I'm assuming <laughs> Mark doesn't have cell reception. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're kind of mailing the letter to a place where they think they'll yeah, come. And then they'll pick it up. Very... Like a P.O. box, basically. Yeah. It, it, they, they leave it in an acorn. Yeah. For sure. And they'll come pick it up. But like, it's why is Tessa writing to Magnus instead of just like I can even him. see Tessa and Magnus because they're both old school. Like I could see even though Magnus has embraced glitter, right? And and partying in in a in a modern way doesn't necessarily mean that everything about his life because he's even way older than Tessa. Uh huh. So it's like I could see how like okay for if you're 600 years old and for 500 of those years you've been writing letters to your friends, right? Like why would you change? Like like that it feels like that's a, a more like you grew up with that being personal and like it's been such a big part of your life. I can understand that, but like when it gets and even Julian and Mark, okay, that makes sense. But like you know. Once we get into, like, Emma to Drew, like, why? Drew has a cell phone. And you, Emma has a cell yeah, phone. Yeah, and you see later that Drew texts Kit. Exactly. Which made so much more sense because I'm like, oh, thank God these kids aren't writing letters. Even though I could even buy a, hey, Kit doesn't have a cell phone because he's in hiding. Like, if they wanted to go that route, they could have. But they didn't. Uh-huh. Which I appreciate because yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're going to be fucking Well, then texting. I was like, oh, maybe Drew can't use her phone because she's at the school or whatever. Mm-hmm. But obviously she's able to text Kit. Right. I guess it's it's funny because they're easily explained, but we're not getting the explanation. Uh-huh. Right. Well, and maybe they're just so wrapped up and like, I don't know. I feel like maybe I would be living the my big Your fat Victorian, Victorian life. lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> and sending letters to my friends and sending them via Raven as well. 
So I guess I could, I would probably be wrapped up in doing that. I feel like it would just take longer to get there. And like, yeah. obviously the Magnus thing, like, okay, we're, we'll get there. But like Julian writing to Magnus, Magnus was on vacation. Right. He wasn't going to take a phone call. He didn't really want to bug him, you know? And sure. it's like, or this is too long to put on a fire message or whatever. Yeah. But like, also like Magnus is writing a letter to Alec. Right. Which to me, I feel like, I feel like the letter to Alec, he could like magic it. So it's like on the nightstand when he wakes up. That's what I think too. Uh-huh. hundred percent. And he's just like, oh, hey. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, let's go in order. Sorry. I'm getting okay. ahead of myself. So um, I wrote, I wrote a, a note because I just kept notes as I was reading. When is uh-huh. Tessa going to find out and tell them the history? Like, I was freaking out. I'm like, why are these people not asking the adults? <laughs> I would be calling her nonstop. Dude. And then we find out that Arthur and Andrew were the ones that lived there in the 60s with their parents, I guess. They grew up there. And uh-huh. that's when that's when it got like re- that one wing got renovated or or whatever the apartment uh-huh because i was like the whole time i'm like who the fuck lived there like like it was gonna be some great mystery i'm like oh it's just his dad okay that makes sense like- uh-huh <laughs> although it's crazy to think about i feel like in the grand scheme of things it's been a hundred years right least mm-hmm since but it's really not that many generations removed like what like when we were talking about like how many generations removed would tessa's like oh yeah great, it's great like grandkids be or whatever so yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's a big span but it's not that many generations removed where julian's dad had a tie to blackthorn mm-hmm. manor mm-hmm. you know and that makes more sense why the clave hasn't like gave him this ultimatum beforehand so it's yeah. not like it's been out of blackthorn possession for you know, since Tatiana and like, we're going to take it from you. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. So and then the last thing is so both Julian and, and Emma are hiding the fact that they're they've noticed that there's a the place is haunted, but they're not telling uh-huh. each other. And I just well, have they learned nothing. Like, <laughs> just so annoyed. And then they well, had like, at the very end, he's like, hey, Mark, will you, like, look over this fairy contract to make sure I'm not, like, selling Tabby or something? It was so funny. I know. Well, I, did, you, did you read it? Uh-huh. I loved yeah. the invoice. It's like, sh- what is it? Like, I can't say the right word, but, like, wheat. They want you to be paid in wheat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, bundles of wheat. Yeah. A homeowner will provide tea and, like, milk and creamer and stuff. Yeah. So funny. And you can see, like, how little they pay their, like, golems and stuff. Like, their labor workers are, like, so tiny compared to, like, how much they charge for stupid shit. What, where is he getting the money for it? That's what I want to know. I, right? Like, are they just, is it just Black Blackthorn family wealth, maybe? Like, maybe they're going to, like, sell some of the stuff off? Maybe he's got like a Harry Potter vault. I don't know because money was never really an issue in any of the TDA. So I, I, I would have to assume that the black, which to me, Blackthorn I would feel would like have... they were giving money to Arthur, right? Mm-hmm. 
the dad and the uncle's names sound similar to me. So Andrew I always, and Arthur, yeah. Yeah. So they're giving money to him, and obviously he doesn't know how to use it. So I assume, I always assumed Jillian was just kind of balancing the checkbook and using that money to buy the stuff or whatever. Well, okay, yeah. So so as head of the institute, Arthur had a salary or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but, and because... Now, I know Julian and Emma were young, but they were still in the enclave because they were still out on patrol. So I think they mm-hmm. still got paid. Um, but beyond that, I mean, Helen and Mark were gone. So I would assume whatever wealth Andrew Blackthorne had would then just go to Julian, Julian, which Arthur would be care of and by proxy because Julian is care of Arthur he would have control of uh-huh so I wonder at this point now that Arthur is gone and Julian's an adult I mean Helen right. maybe Helen has I, I don't know because she's back but uh-huh oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure they have family wealth is all I'm saying dude every shadow hunter is loaded right because their lives wouldn't be very interesting if <laughs> Well, it's almost like to me, I feel like. Actually, I think they'd be more interesting. <clears throat> the f- what? I think that they would be more. In- I I like to read about characters who are broke because I feel like they're more creative. And it reminds me of when I was like dirt ass poor. And man, so- those are some of the best times of your life. Like, don't, don't. Listen, I'm not saying that being poor is fun. All I'm saying is that don't let it overshadow the fun you can have by being creative because you are fucking poor because man those are some of the best times of my life (laughs) breaking into a boat yard and (laughs) drinking on a boat that was great right and then your simple analogy i can't believe this cost this much money i could have bought this many packs of cigarettes with that oh to be young and 20 something Young again. Okay. <laughs> but I was going to say, as I feel like it's it's that thing where you have generational wealth, right? Uh-huh. So, like, your money is passed on from whatever. Right. And I feel like it all stems from when they used to take, um, oh, my God, I had the word. Uh, I know Spoils. Tra- yeah, spoils, yeah. And I then was, they, like. I wanting to say treasures. I'm like, that's not what it is. <laughs> What are they, a dragon? My precious. (laughs) I think it all stems from, well, not all of it, but some of it probably stems from spoils. Mm -hmm. And so it's like your wealth is built on the backs of the people you murdered. like For sure. And I think that's kind of passed down. Some of that is also. Mm -hmm. What I was talking about, like the Harry Potter vault. Mm -hmm. Which just sucks that he couldn't like exchange that in for muggle money. Okay, right. by the way, right. like, there's not a currency exchange system. Uh, all right, so moving on to Emma, um, uh, letter number four, which is, this is from Emma to Drew. So she's at the Shadowhunter Academy in upstate New York. This is a- Does it specify that in the letter that she's in New York? No. That's at the end of TDA when they tell us where the new shadow hunter academy is going to be uh-huh it's but I been think a minute it, i think since it, I read it gets mentioned again later okay it's just it's been a while since i read it 
And I wanted to know how I missed it when I was reading it last time. <laughs> yeah. I got the Shadowhunter Academy thing. I didn't get the New York thing. Yeah. No, that's just because we know that info. Um, gotcha. Okay. So Emma writes Drew. Um, and, you know, she's talking about the house and how it's, like, totally up Drew's alley. And I'm, like, the entire time I'm thinking Drew is Bryn, my daughter. My daughter and Drew are the same person. Like, just... How creepy and spooky, and it's definitely haunted. And like, <laughs> super into it. They both probably like could, you know, knives. Oh, right. Yes, my daughter's also really likes knives. Anyway, yeah. <sighs> my kids. Um, interesting. So, can I interrupt you for just a second? Go for it. It is on topic, kind okay. of. So I downloaded the Tumblr. Yeah. And I searched for Secrets of Blackthorn Hall, and I swear the page came up. And I was like, follow, right? I'm going to follow mm-hmm. the page. And then it disappeared mm. when I clicked on it. And, and I don't know what happened. And then I couldn't find it. So as I was kind of like scrolling, I saw people, I'm assuming it's kind of like hashtagging. Mm-hmm. And I got to see fan art for Drew, and it was awesome mm. and it was so late at night but i was going to take a screenshot and send it to you and it was just it was cool to see everybody's nice. like contributions to that collaborative the stuff that's what yes. i love about fandom is the collaborative like just excitement over source uh-huh. material um so emma's emma's given drew the lowdown on blackthorn hall and um She's talking about, like, the brambles and stuff, which we know from the last hours, you know, uh, James went and was, like, cutting them down for Tatiana and that whole thing when they were, like, uh, summering out of the uh-huh. city, I guess, because they're all fucking loaded. Um, oh, and so so Emma mentions, like, these black thorns, these brambles that are black thorns, and she wonders why because the house was owned by lightwoods for a long uh, time she's like where were the lightwoods and the just the way she said it like obviously she has no like concept or like um what no context or whatever for what uh-huh. she's saying she's just like you know spitballing um but it did make me wonder like did Tatiana plant the brambles like is that and then let them over like grow overgrow over the years and like basically seal herself in was that like is that like a metaphor for her imposed exile and isolation like when when after Rupert died I feel like that would like yeah that would totally like be her mo yeah I don't know. I thought it was interesting. And then she's like, she's like, oh, by the way, there's a bunch of like crazy old shit here. And I'm reading this Lady Tatiana's diary, which in my head, I'm like, this is not a good idea. This is a terrible. What if what if that thing is hexed or cursed or something like that? Like, she ends up reading a spell that, like, brings her back out of the book. I'm like, this is trouble with a capital T. And she's like, but you know what I found? I found a rape, like, this stuffed taxidermy raven with a bunch of flowers that I think belonged on a hat. I think you'll like that. And I was like, dude, my kid would shit her pants if she got that for Christmas. She'd be so excited. (laughs) I love that she is like, that could have totally been on a hat. I love it. Yeah. 100%. 
Yeah. Especially the way, like, Tatiana's described as her dressing. Oh, yeah. Well, and at that time, like, but that's how, like, the Women's Audubon Society came about is because people were killing birds at, like, an alarming rate to stuff them and put them in hats. And so they had to, like, pass laws to make it because they were, like, making birds go extinct. Like, birds that had no business being extinct. (laughs) Some fucked up shit. Goddamn Victorians. Um, and then she's like, oh, but have you seen, have you seen Jaime lately? And I'm like, oh, wait, is he at the Shadowhunter Academy with her? I thought he was older. Like, I feel like he'd be too old. Maybe. I think maybe she's just like. Right. I'm like, but why else would she see him? Like, what, what could it, where they were, I don't know. Or is she just digging because she thinks she's into him? Uh, maybe he's maybe he's working there. Maybe maybe oh, he's oh, at the New York do, Institute. Do not do not do a student teacher. Fucking no, <laughs> dear God, don't even put that out there. We do not need that. Maybe he's at the inst like the New York Institute. Maybe he's stationed there. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Wait, and then I said, "Fuck that." P.S. Dude, communicate. You have cell phones. So even right. in that, she's thinking, like, she doesn't think that Tessa's going to be upset about it. Okay, she's yeah. She's like, hey, this Tatiana lady thought that, like, your dead husband was hot. Isn't this totes hilarious? Right. Or even well, just say, like, hey. Okay, well, I don't want to keep skipping. I'm really far away from the microphone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep skipping ahead. But, like. Why doesn't Magnus divulge everything to Alec? He's just like, not all the Lightwoods were good. Obviously talking about Benedict. Well, okay. But given their history, like, they don't have a great history of Magnus telling him stories about his past. Right. right. And so like and not not that they don't have like a healthy relationship now or haven't overcome those things, but maybe that's not like their well, and I feel style? like Magnus knew and was jealous of Will being a character in Magnus's past. Wait, hold on. What? Say, Say that, again? that again. I think I probably said it. I think Alec. Uh-huh knew will was a character from magnus's past uh-huh like a play and he was jealous of him R- right because camille had said that he looked like will and uh-huh. and like planted it in alec's head that the only reason magnus was with alec is because he couldn't be with will and so uh-huh. this is like reincarnation you know whatever he's he's sleeping with a ghost kind of a thing right right and so this story involves will in that era and everything else and obviously yeah. that was a very touchy subject for alec so yeah. maybe that's why he's skirting it also well and i mean and i'm sure alec i'm i'm sure it's not anything like oh god i don't know how it'll react as more as like it's not important enough for me to need to share like i think as you get older 
especially like when you're married and you're in like a long-term relationship and stuff, there's certain things. It's not about necessarily hiding. It's like, is this important? Does this change anything? Or is it just going to make this person think about, you know, X, Y, Z, right? Uh-huh. So there, there are certain instances where maybe you wouldn't give all the details about. It's just like talking about your past. Like you're not, uh-huh. you're not going to go into all the gory details with like every, like it's just, that's not, some people are, are into that. Most people aren't, you know? Well, so, and I wonder if like, if he doesn't want to tell Alec about Benedict as mm-hmm. like being a, a quote, you know, evil Lightwood or whatever. Mm-hmm. And since he's not going to tell his husband about it and it's kind of like his heritage, like his family, then he's not going to tell Emma mm-hmm. and Julian about it because it's there. Like, I don't know. I don't know that that's necessarily it. Or do you think I, he I doesn't think know case, the whole the, truth about what happened? But I think it's just because he's writing a letter and he's going to see him the next morning. I, I don't okay. think he's I, – I think he's just like – because then he'd have to go into the whole thing about Benedict becoming a worm and all – and, like, that's just easier to tell in person. It didn't feel like mm-hmm. he was, like, hiding it as much as, like, you know that there's good and bad in everyone's family tree. Like, this might have been a bad one. And, like – but there's so much to tell if you're going to tell Benedict's story that I feel like – he was just like, I hope it's not something that could be a major pain in my ass. Well, it just seems, does he just, maybe he just doesn't know the whole story. I feel like he would have had to. Yeah. I think he knows the whole story. Like, I think he's Will just would not never live it. that down. Some actually having demon pox. Like, he would never stop making a joke oh, about no, that. Oh, no, Magnus totally knows. Yeah. So it just seems weird. Like, he knows it's the Lightwood's house. He knows what went down there. He knows all the energy. And there's an evil spirit. Like... But, not evil spirit, but there's a spirit there. Like, it just seems, because obviously he said, like, the spirit's not threatening or whatever. But I don't Benedict know. My curiosity like, would just be at a thousand. Well, and it obviously was, because Magnus leaves immediately. Uh-huh. Well, we're not he, even he there yet. On vacation. We're still in Emma and Drew. on vacation. So, I was just saying, like, I, the point I was going to make, that uh-huh. you made, is I guess this is a different medium to get information because they are letters. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, like, you're saying, like, it's too much to write in a letter the story of Benedict. Yeah. Happening. And obviously, we're privy to the knowledge of it, being right. readers that have read everything. Yeah. So she doesn't need to go into as much detail about what happened because we right. all know what happened. And so taking up that, like, space in the letter, talking to Alec and Magnus, it just seems weird not to, like, have everything laid out. But at the same time... They've been doing this since August, right? Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to go to August 2022. So if mm-hmm. we just like wrapped everything up in one letter, there wouldn't be much to write. It wouldn't be like a year's right. worth of like content. So right. And I'm used to. Um, I am not good at waiting mm-hmm. for things. Like I waited to watch Game of Thrones until season season seven was done because I didn't want to wait for them to come out. Mm-hmm. So I purposely didn't watch it, watch it or do anything like that. And some of the Shadowhunter stuff, I'll do that, too, because I just like I want it all and I can't live with myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm not used to reading content as it's released like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm also kind of like antsy about it. I just (laughs) want to know. Well, and I I think the other point to bring up is that it, it just because Benedict is a big deal 
doesn't mean he there was a bunch of horrors that went on in that house after Benedict died. So uh-huh. it's not like he's the only bad thing that's ever happened there. There's been a lot of crazy shit. So like it could have uh-huh. been anything. Well, oh, my God. And that's like it's, I think it's in the letter to Drew mm-hmm. where she's Emma's explaining like there's this shed in the back. Yep. Yep. And we don't know. And I was just like, ooh, we know that that's where the demon nest was. Yep. Yep. Um. So, okay. So moving on to number five, which is Tatiana, Tatiana's uh, diary entry from 1873. This is right after uh, Will embarrassed the shit out of her at the Christmas party by reading her diary out loud. Well, and we just got to that point in the podcast, so it was, like, very yep. fresh. Yep. <laughs> and she is pissed. It's, it's fun to see it from Will's perspective and then also to see it from Tatiana's perspective. Totally. And she hates her brothers. She does not hold them in high regard at all. Uh-huh. Well, you don't get that feeling from Gideon and Gabriel because... Number one, I don't think Gabriel gives a shit. No. They, and they Gideon's just she's so, crazy... like, yeah, he is the high and mighty, none shall fault me. At this point in the book that we're at, in in our reread of TDA. So it's like you don't get that feeling. And then Tatiana's kind of like this back figure or whatever. Mm-hmm. So from what we've read so far on the podcast up to TDA, like, and then just reading that was very, like, surprising her yeah. mindset on her brothers and everything. And you know what? It's nice to see Ta- Tatiana is painted as a villain. Right. Well, and I mean, the whole she series. is. Yeah, she, she is. A is. Villain. Yeah. So but it's nice to see her perspective and understand what why have she's used. a villain. Uh-huh. From before. Because she was raised by a villain. Uh-huh. Well, and her just wanting like acceptance and everything yep. else. Yep. Yeah. And, the and only obviously other we don't note- need to go. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The only note- that we don't need to go into too much detail because we know what happens. Yeah, and but, it's not yeah. it's not super it's just fluffy kind of stuff. But the only other note I have for this uh, entry is, ew, did she hide her diary pages in her dad's porno stash? Because like I think that's what that was. <laughs> his 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 secret art collection of of demons doing weird things. <laughs> like. That's awkward. <laughs> it is. So do you think that is the first, that's obviously the first entry in the diary that Emma reads? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's ripped the other pages out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Dude, the picture in there of Benedict with the roach is a thousand percent <laughs> straight out of my nightmare. Like, I don't want to be cuddling that close to a bug. I know it's not a bug. It's a demon. But no thanks. No thanks. <laughs> so moving right along to number six, uh, Emma's diary. So this is her very first entry to Bruce. Now you know who Bruce is. Yep. The more you know. So she's like... uh. She's like basically like okay, so the the manor's haunted. It's for sure. Like we thought maybe, and now we know for sure it's haunted. <laughs> yep. 
And then she said she found stuff from Barbara Pangborn. And I was like, wait, I need a refresh. Is that Barbara Lightwood who became Barbara Pangborn? I thought, did Barbara get I, married or was that Eugenia that was getting married? Okay, Barbara is the one that died. Right. right? I just can't remember. This. Did she get married before she died? Barbara Lightwood was the wife of Benedict Lightwood and the mother of Gideon, Gabriel, and Tatiana <gasps> Lightwood. That's right. That's why, that's why Barbara was named Barbara is because of their mom. Okay, uh-huh. so she was Barbara Pangborn before she became Barbara Lightwood when right. she married Benedict. Okay, so that's whose stuff they found. And then they found a bunch of hidden toys, like a chest of toys with a dagger hidden it, which was Grace Blackthorns. It had her name on it. So, uh-huh. And she's like, oh, she was just beginning her training. And in my head, I'm like, no, she was hiding the fact like that dagger, that di- dagger was hidden because she wasn't supposed to be training. Uh-huh. Well, and then it's, like, a bunch of, like, broken doll heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, she was creepy. We can't. Listen. We know Grace is creepy. Um, <gasps> Just more depth to her character. Yes. Yes. And then, like... <laughs> Like, I get it's her diary, but it's still very weird. So, like, Julian came in and started cleaning the chimney and got himself all all dirty and became, like, and so she jumped the chimney sweep. Like, do you think Jules put on, like, a shitty Cockney accent like Dick Van Dyke? (laughs) Okay, so can I tell you? The first part of the, the, when I read the story, I'm like, why is she telling this to some dude named Bruce? (laughs) <laughs> who is this person how do i not know them Aww. and okay i was okay here's the thing i tried to keep a diary when i was younger for like a couple months because it was we as we yeah. had discussed the two of us i got swept up in like the dear america absolutely diaries or whatever You're like i'm gonna live such an interesting life someone's gonna want to read about it one day Totally. Totes my goats. Today I had to watch a rerun of Sabrina because they didn't have a new one out on TGIF. Because it's the holiday weekend. Yep. (laughs) And all of our holiday specials were last week. Ew. Ew. But the way that she's writing in it is 100% like reading one of the Dear America Mm -hmm. diary books. Like... It was just like, it was so, it brought me back mm-hmm. and it brought me down like to that mindset sort of thing. I don't yeah. know what I'm trying to say, just but like it was very much just like, like, I'm just going to talk at this page basically. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um. So, and then in the middle of this like diary entry, the, the doorbell rings. It felt weird, but okay. And then she comes back being like, oh, Kieran and Mark and Christina are here. Yay. We're all going to put on these, like, clothes from the 60s. All this, like, fucking, all this fucking polyester and shit that they can't have in fairy because it's not natural. (laughs) Which makes me so happy. I want to live in fairy. 
dude. And they're like, we're going to go for a pub crawl in, in London. I'm I'm into it. I I'm into it. Three shadow hunters and a half shadow hunter fairy and a fairy king walk into a bar. <laughs> and then they meet a guy named Craig who's retiring. Oh my goodness. That was the part of us like like apologizing to the diary. Sorry, the doorbell rang. Right. I'm like, dude. I guess what other way would you write into like something like that? Like it's not like a scientific formula. You're not making a recipe. First, mm-hmm. this happens, and then this. Like right. I just, it's obviously her. It reminds me of reading my daughter's writing right now. Uh huh. Is I guess what it is because she writes like that. Yeah. When she's writing, like turning stuff in, like you can tell who wrote it. A hundred percent, it's her. Yeah. Her voice, and I'm just surprised. Like everything just magically fit. I want to know more about the clothes. Right? It describe to me what exactly you were wearing. And I know they have pictures in there, but it's hard to see. Well, they're they're all standard shadow hunter size. <laughs> I, the OS one size. Yeah. Um, and so then next up is uh Kieran to Jennifer General Winter, because <laughs> he's like three fucking days. Um, it's a long weekend. God damn it! I said, don't contact me. For three sunsets. I will be back. I love that it's three sunsets, too, by the way. Like, yeah. I want to start referring to a fortnight. Yes. Yes. The third moon phase. Like, that's how I want to tell time now. The next quarter moon. Yeah. I'm into it. I hate that we've lost it. Let's bring it back. And I love the way Mark and Kieran talk. It was one of the things that made me love Mark's character is just... Yeah. His voice and like his stuff. So it was fun to read. Like Kieran's writing was very fair. It was very fae. Yeah. yeah. Super into it. And then the fact that he's kind of writing to another fae, it didn't have to be kind of like, it was just all out, Kieran. And yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I was living for it. Yeah. I, I love all of them. And I love the way that like he talks about, like, he's like, oh, we went out, we, we met this new person named Craig and he was having a retirement party and my dear Christina is hungover and like, she's demanding coffee in a more aggressive tone than normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, that is so fucking cute. Um, but I, <laughs> I really like that he's like, um, you know, I, let's do midnight blue velvet because I'm going for an opulent gothic. Then he like goes like he has this like long thing about like skulls and how skulls are a benefit to a- any interior design and anyone who thinks otherwise is wrong. <laughs> yep. Like, yes, clearly. <laughs> there was this really great quote. He says, let us remind our court we are the moon as the Sealy court is the sun rather than that they are beauty and we are tackiness. <laughs> I love it. He's well, and best. I love that he was talking about um, <clears throat> like this. So he's trying to it sounds like what he's been working on is to try to get an audience with the Sealy court to negotiate a peace. Yeah, he wants to have, like, a, a meeting, like, a summit to... A come-to-Jesus meeting. Right, because <laughs> they're they're in this, like, weird, like, 
tentative piece where nothing's like official. He wants a contract. He wants to nail uh-huh. her ass down and she's not into it right yet. Well, and I'm sure she feels less threatened with Kieran being in charge. Mm-hmm. So like the kind of like acid, it reminds me of those dinosaurs in Jurassic Park that like, like attack. Oh, oh the, the umbrella ones that spit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Her umbrellas have retracted a little bit. I, right. I feel like without, with Kieran being in charge or whatever. Yeah. But then he says this great piece where he's like, oh, we'll send these scouts out <laughs> um, to learn things. But then they like, basically elope with the Sealy court. Yeah, he's like, so we lose really four like, out of five of our scouts that way. <laughs> right. Well, to me, it really paints the picture that like, basically, okay, and I don't know, it's, it's a small piece and mm-hmm. everybody has their own opinion, but it kind of makes it seem like the Sealy King X, mm-hmm. R.I.P., mm-hmm. and the Sealy Queen had a battle between themselves, mm-hmm. but nobody else was really into it. Yep. And so it's like almost like if she died and like, I don't know, Ash were like to take over. Right. Like, oh, my God, I mean, that just, might bring I'm just peace saying. to the fairy realms. I'm just making a little, hmm. just a little. Interesting. A little dip. When yeah, I dip, you dip, we dip. Because this is definitely like a power move on the Sealy Queen's count. Because she's like, okay, so the Unsealy Queen's done. I'm not threatened by Kieran. Now this actually gives me an opportunity. How much power do I have? How much power can uh-huh. I gain? Because that's the way the Sealy Queen thinks. Uh-huh. She's very conniving. Mm-hmm. Wheels constantly turning. Yeah. And then his brother, Kieran's brother, Adon, is apparently, he has the queen's ear. I can't remember what his relationship was. But he's basically counseling Kieran to have patience. Like, you just got to, like, let this piece be kept for now and not uh-huh. rock the boat, baby. Um. <clears throat> And then he's like, have you, he asked General, General Winter, Kieran asked General Winter, have you, you know, any information on this strange presence in fairy? And instantly I'm like, is this kit? It's something that belongs to fairy, but doesn't like he's two halves of the same, like he's hair. He's the lost heir, Herondale, but he's also the last heir, you know? So he is of fairy and is also of not a fairy. I just, I have a feeling. Oh, yeah. The way that they said that. He and said I'm that in the letter. Like, is Kit coming into fairy in his dreams? Is that, like, part of his power manifesting? And then Kieran, because of his connection to the land, is able to feel him? And then does that also mean that the Sealy Queen is able to feel him? You know what I mean? Oh. I don't know. That is, like... You dug a hole. That's deep. I feel like that's a very conspiracy theory, but. Uh, it's okay. Well, obviously, you know, he's having restless sleep because Tessa in her letter to Magnus is talking about how he's saying Ty and Livy's name while he's sleeping. Yeah. And so she's like, he must, there must be more of a connection there than he's let on. But he's like a teenager and I'm just going to like. Right. Let him be what a teenager. Apps? Uh-huh. So I wonder, I want, I want, I wonder. Hmm. Or I wonder if it's Ash coming back. Maybe. Maybe. Because I but, think Ash would, Ash would kind of fill, I mean, he would be, it, it would be the same on his end, I guess, because he's part Sealy, part Shadowhunter, because he's Spashans. And part Demon. Yeah. 
I don't know. Because Sebastian is part demon, part shadow hunter. But I have a question. Is... Yeah. I guess this is more of a question about, like, the mechanics of fairy in and of itself. But the Unseelie King, does he, like... Are their lands separate? The Seelie versus the Unseelie court? And and his and Kieran's connection to the land, is that all of Fairy or is that just his lands? Well, and you'd think Ash had been there before. Right. Like and he he might I recognize know, that. But right. I don't know. Well, and maybe maybe if cause Kieran was with the Wild Hunt. Mm-hmm. So maybe he wasn't physically there while Ash was there. Because I feel like when Kieran went to Fairy, Ash was already in Thule. Mm-hmm. Right? I think so. But then the General Winter was like, oh, yeah, that's what happens when Ash is here. Mm. Right. Eh. So I don't. I feel like it's not that easy. Yeah. Yeah. I like your thing of thinking that's Kit. That is a very good, like, allu- allusion to that. Maybe. And then he signs off with all of his titles, like totally Daenerys Targaryen. And then he adds Dude. friend of Craig. <laughs> I love that part. The unburnt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, letter number eight is Mark to Ty. Aw. A hungover Greetings Mark. and salutations, Tiberius. Like, how could you not love that? Right? For, for real. And a hungover Mark Blackthorn. Yes, please. Adorable. So he's he's writing to Ty to give him a task, basically. He's giving him a mystery to solve. He's like, there's a ghost. We got to figure this shit out. <laughs> so my question is, at this point, do, like, do you think the ghost is Jesse? Because that's... I, I, was thinking, I was like, okay, it could be Benedict. It could be Jesse. Could it be Tatiana? I don't know. At this point, like, we don't really well, know what it is. It could also be Grace. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. There's plenty of people it could be. I just feel like, I feel like if it was Benedict, he would have shown himself to Tatiana before. Yeah. I feel like he would have tried to use that influence to get her to do what he wanted. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. So James went over there to cut the brambles down, right? When they yes. were kids. Uh-huh. And he obviously can see ghosts. Yeah. All that stuff. Whatever. He, that manner, how is it, how are they finding all this stuff if he burnt it? I don't know. Isn't that the manner he burnt down? I mean, he started a fire. I don't know if it was burnt completely down, but it was in disarray. It was definitely enough to like, they almost died. Trying to get out. Yeah, I don't know. Right? But just tell me that happened, right? Yeah, no. I'm not making that up. No, 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 no. But that house was also, I mean, I don't know. Basically what I'm saying, I feel like if there was a ghost spirit Uh residing in the house at that time. Uh Uh-huh. Like when Tatiana was living there? Yeah, I feel uh-huh. like James, like, I feel like this spirit is from after the point of the burning of the house. Oh, okay. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, and there's no guarantee that we even know who this ghost is. I it, mean, somebody I could have just do. moved in. Right. Right. I think we will because like, why else? But why else would uh-huh. this be the center of the mystery if it doesn't pay off? 
but you uh-huh. know Who and knows? i feel like it ties in like what if what if what if what if tell me matthew what if it's matthew okay so i i did write that down too <laughs> later i was worried because there's something else that gets brought up later but i'll wait until we get there um yeah i don't know it could it this is this could be very bad for us what if it's cordelia yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's somebody that had an adverse reaction. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> okay. So um, Ty, er, Mark is giving Ty a mystery. And I like, as much as Ty, or er, as much as Mark can be an airhead and kind of like, you know, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> and frivolous, I guess. Um, I do appreciate how this shows us how he understands Ty and he knows Uh that like this is the kind of thing that will get Ty motivated and moving in a direction um yeah anyway like he puts an asterisk next to raccoon so then he can explain because I I I I literally wrote that quote so thank you for segueing me into this yep the asterisk is quote Julian informs me there are no raccoons in England. Whatever Disney films might have indicated to the contrary, I cannot express the depth of my betrayal. (laughs) I love it when he's saying, like, (laughs) who is Craig, you may ask? That is a very good question, Tiberius. As of this morning, I have no idea. (laughs) Like, to me, I love... I love his voice and his writing. I love Kieran's Kieran's voice and his writing. Uh Emma's falls flat for me because I find it very juvenile. I agree. But it's totally like them in a nutshell. It's definitely their character showing through for sure. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, So the next one is from Ty to Julian and Emma. Um, And (laughs) he writes this letter in list form, which made my heart sing. Because like especially given like how much like he's needing to convey information i'm like this Mm -hmm. is exactly how i would write a letter that i needed to like convey important information and steps like specifically like these are the points that you need to (laughs) dude and you know what maybe some of these are emails and we're just taking it too literally ah fair enough fair enough maybe they're not like posting it and putting it in the mail maybe it's just an email Okay. Like, maybe it's an electronic letter. <laughs> Gross. Which, obviously, the one where, like, they're crossing out is not. No. But right. maybe Ty is emailing this back. Okay. So, first up, Ty wants to assure Julian that this is not a bomb. <laughs> because his teacher was like, make sure they know this is not a bomb. I'm surprised he didn't write on the outside. This is not a bomb. Dude, I would love, like, I could just imagine, like, while he's writing and I'm imagining interaction playing in my head. Like, it just, chef's kiss. Right? Beautiful. Loved it. So he explains that, like, they haven't found really much of shit because the cohort didn't understand the Dewey Decimal System. And it's really hard to find shit, the skull of Mance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's all these fucking, like, aspirational family trees that are really pissing Ty off. Because he's like, uh-huh. there's a lot of cross-referencing. And don't, 
Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoy cross-referencing. However, <laughs> the volume of work is atrocious. It's too much. Well, obviously, it. Katarina's there and not at mm-hmm. the Shadowhunter Academy. Right. So that answers Emma's question. Unless then, she splits her week. Right. Um, and then he he goes on to explain that, like, he's creating his own curriculum and, like, trying to bring the Skullamance, like, into the next century. Because he's like, you know, the term criminology is only from the early 1800s, so they haven't caught up yet. And yeah, because they're 200 years behind. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then uh um anish is his friend uh from goes to the shadow market we got to meet him Uh when ty first got to the skullamance um and i'm so glad that ty has a friend that like has stuck around i'm like oh thank god because like i was worried he was gonna get lonely with just livy and then maybe they would get up to hijinks but i feel like anish is like level-headed enough to not let Ty do anything super dangerous. Can we just have a moment Yes. to go back a little bit on his list? Yes. So he's talking about Benedict Lightwood. So mm-hmm. he's, he tells them, like, before it was Blackstone Hall, it was Lightwood House. Yep. And the clave wrote off Benedict's death as by misadventure. Yep. What a fucking Victorian thing uh-huh. to put on, like, Shadowhunter spin. Yeah, he he got a demon, a demon STD and turned into a giant worm and ate his entire staff and his son-in-law. And then was murdered by his son. Right. (laughs) Misadventure. Misadventure. It was a a bad canoeing accident. (laughs) So at the end, Anush and him made this, it's like they turned a sensor into like a spirit detector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and um yeah it's his it's the first prototype and normally he wouldn't send the prototype out mm-hmm. but obviously it seems like they need it Let's so he it. wants them to basically write out like field notes on what's working or what they think is he wants them to beta and, test like, beta <laughs> test it yeah and then want all the thing back and then the best part about this whole letter is the ps because it totally like wrenched my heart uh-huh. Which is if you find if you do find a ghost, treat it kindly. I don't think all ghosts mind being ghosts as long as people are nice to them. Yeah, and obviously, like he's thinking about Livy and like, mm-hmm. even though I think she very much minds being a ghost, right? And yeah. then the picture, of course, is so cute. Of course, I loved it. All right, so next up is another entry from Tatiana's diary, and so she is. She has to go to this ball. She doesn't want to fucking go. She's over it. She's like, fuck my fucking brothers. Gideon is a is a, a turncoat and a scoundrel for going off to Spain for his, his travel year. Uh, Gabriel is up dad's ass and doesn't have to do anything to get, like, a good regard. And I'm just, like, the fuck up. And dad hates mm-hmm. me. And I don't want to go. And every time I try to, like... Tell him I don't want to go. He's like, it's the Lightwood family name, blah, blah. And she's just like, fuck this. So she's like writing in her diary, totally Disney princess, laying across her bed, you know, furiously scribbling. And she's like, I don't want to go. 
And then she fucking goes and she comes back and she's like, oh, my God, I met the love of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to your parents, kids. <laughs> but I did find it weird. Okay, so Tatiana is never really described as necessarily like an ugly person. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but she is described as like having like harsh features like very like 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 straight like she looks as mean as she is right uh-huh. and like unapproachable exactly mm-hmm. and so the way she described and now this also is coming from you know a teenage girl's perspective of this situation writing in her uh-huh. diary so it might be like fanciful like there might be more she might be reading further into it but the way right. she described him, like, only having eyes for her and coming straight to her and stuff, it feels a lot like what Grace's power is. And so okay. there's a little part of me that's like, that doesn't feel like that was natural. Like, maybe we're going to find some shit about Tatiana that's going to, like, blow the last hours wide fucking open. See, to me, I felt like it was, like, arranged. Between her uh-huh. dad. Maybe. And I was going to say um, the wrong name. So, um, God, Rupert. I was going to say Ralph. Yeah, maybe, maybe Benedict, like, set something up, like, to in order to, like, get an, an advantageous marriage. Uh-huh. For sure. Well, and, okay, I don't know. Was he Rupert? Involved in the demony stuff that Benedict was. Not that we know of. Not that we know of. Okay. We don't really know anything about Rupert. And Tatiana is not mad at the Shadow Hunters for, like, basically what they did to her dad. It's that he died because of Benedict. And instead of being mm-hmm. mad at Benedict, she's just mad at all Shadow Hunters. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. But as you saw, like, Charlotte's dad made a deal. For Henry to marry her. Like, it's not like shadow hunters don't do that. So, Charlotte and Henry's marriage supposedly is a, an arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, they love each other and, like, right, everything else. So, it's not like they don't do that. So, to me, it felt, like, so coincidental. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Benedict really, really told her that, like, you have to go, you have to go, you have to go. Yeah. Because I don't think he gives a shit about Tatiana. No, I don't either. Like, he's like, she's like the throwaway child. So to me, instead of like, I like, right. I liked your thought of it. Like, maybe she has some power that she doesn't know she has yet. And she's going to like blossom into it. Because I feel like if she would have known about the power and used the power, she would be gloating about it in her diary. Yeah. And she does talk to Grace and say something like, if I had the power you had, like, you don't even know, like, what I would do and, you know, all this stuff. So I, I don't know that she necessarily has it, but I'm wondering if maybe, she, like, something, maybe she was already doing deals. I don't know. But I do like, I do like the, the angle that, like, it was a setup. Because I, I think, uh-huh. do think that is possible. And then Tatiana wouldn't know. No. Right? And, like, that whole, like, betrayal, that could come into play, too. Because you're right. We don't know anything about Rupert, really. 
there's mm-hmm. just really hasn't been much said about him. So if we can get more based on her diary, which it looks like this is where we're going, uh-huh. I think it will be interesting to give perspective to the last hours. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, so moving on to number 11, this is Drew and Kit's text thread. The the only modern communication. <laughs> Well, so, and I love that you see the like their phone backgrounds on the text screen, uh-huh. the difference of it. So like hers is like a killer, like skeleton clown or whatever. And his is a picture of him with Mina. Yep. So cute. And I love her name in his phone. Oh, I didn't see. What is it? It's uh, Dru- Drukula, like G-R-U-C-U-L-A. Uh, that sounds like something we would do. Uh-huh. Um, so Kit has a werewolf, werewolf girlfriend and I love this for him. He thinks she's a werewolf. Right. I, okay. So aside from the fact that I just, I love that Kit's dating cause I just want him to be happy. I love the fact that he's like, it's just too late now. Like I've, I've passed the point now. I can't like the anxiety is real. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I love being able to see the emojis also. Like, it gives context to, like, the feelings and stuff. And then, obviously, that's how we communicate now. Right. If only these were gifts. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I like that you can see in this. So, like, I feel like Emma and Julian are a little bit more connected to, like, mundane stuff. Yeah. Than, let's say, like... Jason you know obviously whatever but Drew legit puts like a Christmas song lyric in there yeah with an emoji guitar like she is so connected to mundane pop culture and like mundane stuff or whatever I love it I literally wrote in my notes Drew is us song references (laughs) yep Well, and it's a nice setup to see because like you were talking about, like we got pieces of her character. And obviously this is like four pictures of screenshots or whatever. Yeah. But it really gives a good like extra like kind of punch to their chemistry Mm -hmm. and their personality. And like this is going to be really fun to read the two of them in Wicked Powers. Yeah. And then so and then she asked him about ghosts and he like has this. Like, like he, he automatically thinks he knows that, like, she's talking about Ty. And now I think in this case, she might very well be like, you know, Ty asked a question for Emma, like, to solve this issue for Emma and Julian, right? Uh-huh. And Kit does not give her a chance. He's like, bye. And let me tell you, that is 100% brother energy. Okay, because my brothers do the same shit. Like, if they're like, if they don't want to talk about something, like, because they're, my brothers are uh, 19 and 20. And if they, yeah, they'll just be like, and they'll just ghost you and just stop replying. <laughs> Gotta go. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Especially if it's like an uncomfortable question. Like, you, you got to get them in person and lock them in. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll escape. Gotta get locked down. Yeah. Did you have anything else for that one? It's kind of a short back and forth. Yeah. I I really liked it. I liked that being 
involved in it. But that was it. The, the pictures, the name, the personality coming through. Yeah. The emojis. It was awesome. Well, and then the next thing in line is just this picture of Emma reading Tatiana's diary. Mm-hmm. And there's a ghost form behind her. What? Will you screenshot that and send that to the... I don't... And it is clear... Okay, not clearly, but, like, it is a woman in Victorian clothing. Okay. I'm going to send this to you. Oh, yeah, that's definitely Tatiana. I would say so, don't you? Well, it could also be Grace. It could also be... Cordelia. I don't think this isn't the ghost, though. I don't think this is the ghost. Okay. You think it's just like. Yeah. I think this is just like based on like the 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 history, like because she's reading her diary. So the spirit of Tatiana is coming out. Okay. I think it's more of a metaphor than the actual ghost. And the reason I think that is because later on, Magnus refers to the ghost as a he. So, as I mean, Magnus talked to the ghost. And so he's saying it's a guy. So. I feel like he was just like, he thinks it's a guy because. I don't know. I'll have to reread it. I feel like he's saying he thinks it's a dude, but it might not be a dude. Uh, I don't know. He was pretty adamant. I don't I don't we can we can get to that when we get to that. But Right, of course. Yeah. Um but also there's there's it there's no saying that there's not more than one ghost. It's just this specific ghost that's causing issues mm-hmm. is like the poltergeist or whatever. Well, and I don't think Tatiana would like I don't know. The messaging and stuff. I I don't know. It doesn't sound like her. No. The ghost messaging that they're getting. No. But I do love this picture. Yes. I, I think you're right. I think it's Tatiana. Um, okay, so moving on to the next one is uh, this is Emma's diary, Bruce diary entry. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, the ghost sensor worked, you know, ties like they were going to tell Ty it worked anyway, but it actually worked really well. And I'm like, why would you tell Ty that it worked well if it didn't? Like, as mm-hmm. as someone who makes things like I want them to work how they're supposed to work uh, like be it's honest. intended use yeah, yeah be honest you know so I can do better next time mm-hmm. but uh so uh, apparently they they ran around the whole house and it made all the it was like it's like a you know a ghost fighting <laughs> it's like the guys from ghost adventure or whatever <laughs> they ran around the house and then, like, it's coming from this wall. So Julian's like, hold on, let me get a sledgehammer. And Emma's like, actually, can you take off your clothes first and, and do this without a shirt on? And he's like, sure. So I think the rippling back muscles thing is not just a Clary thing. It must be a shadow hunter thing. Well, and okay, at the bottom of the thing, there's a picture of him. Uh-huh. And, like, the way the pockets are on the picture, he's wearing, like, slacks. <laughs> or like dickies or something they're not jeans that's weird he's wearing a pair of khakis they're blue so like it could be dickies i suppose but like they're definitely not jeans the way they look i'm gonna send it to you they look like slacks to me <laughs> oh 
Like, the pockets go down on them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, yeah, they kind of do. That's I don't know. I'm going to, my brain is going to say that they are dickies. Yes, because he's working construction. Or or Carhartts. Yeah. Although I don't think Carhartts go down like that. No. Um, anyway, aside from his pants, they open up the door, or they open up the window, well, the window, the wall. (laughs) They open up the wall, and they find this magic Ouija board that's old as shit. And, okay, so, like, immediately I wrote down a note. I was like, this better come into into play with the wicked powers. Because I didn't know what. So, I, I just, there are so many things. So they found the, the pages. Now, why'd they have to open the wall? Okay, because she said she ha- hid it in a mouse hole behind a picture frame. So do they wall up this thing? Like, I don't know. Are you talking about um, in Tatiana's diary? That's where she said she hid the pages. Yeah, and so Emma was... Uh, so when Emma's writing in her diary, she's saying that like, Oh, I found like the, the like fucked up pages that she had torn out, but like, I can't read them. They're water damage, but they were in there with the Ouija board. No. So I think the Ouija board was placed in there before Tatiana. Oh, okay. And then she just like happened to like put them in the same spot. Okay. So, so you're operating uh, off of the idea that the Ouija board was part of Benedict's like porn stash, his d- demon porn stash, and like maybe that's how he like set up his dates. Was that his like little black book? <laughs> I don't. Okay, hold on. I'm going to look. I'm to see. down with that theory. I'm just making sure I understand it. <laughs> Okay, let's see. So it says one of the first mentions of the automatic writing method used in the Ouija board is found in China around 1180. Okay, so it's like, when is a Ouija board invented? Like, could it have not been Benedict? And what is a planchette? I don't know if I'm saying that wrong or not. Uh, yeah, a planchette. It's the uh, it's the pointer thing. To okay, it's yeah. the. I gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. I know, but it's like this old wooden Ouija board, which is like, I'm sorry. That's some creepy shit. That's the one thing I, know. I told well, that's Jason. That's what I, oh. Uh-huh. I told Jason, I was like, I'm so glad Bryn has never asked for one because like in good conscience, I couldn't tell her no in any reasonable way. Like there's, there's no reasonable reason to say no. But the superstitious part of me is like, fuck no. Mm-mm. <laughs> right. Audrey was doing that TikTok YouTube stuff where they were like, Bloody Mary, I have your back. I'm like, you can't do that in my house. <laughs> Legit. I shut that shit down. You know what? No. You're yeah. not going to call evil spirits into my dwelling. This is not happening. 
Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. I got off no, track. Go so I, I don't know. I feel like the Ouija board was placed there before. Or, or mm-hmm. the Ouija board was put in after and they did plaster the wall and just didn't realize the diary pages were in there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I don't think the Ouija board is Tatiana's. Okay. Okay. Like either which way, it's either Benedict and it's from before, or it's somebody else that was there after, and like the wall got fixed. And I feel like it's just coincidence that the diary pages are with the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. You know what I wonder now that you said, okay, this is a this is a kind of off the wall theory, but now that you said something about you planted that seed in my head about Benedict working with Rupert, and it makes me wonder if that's the way Tatiana found herself um like connecting with Belial is I wonder if after Rupert died and her dad died she's going through Rupert's stuff and she realizes that maybe Rupert was into this dark stuff and that's how he made the connection with Benedict and made the deal with him to you know, Mary Tatiana or whatever. Maybe that's how she got into dark magic and all of that stuff. Maybe that was her first steps, her first foray into that. And then she just got better than Rupert ever was. I, I mean, cause we don't know anything about Rupert, so he could be anything. I, well, that's the thing. I think he's very like, I don't know. I just find it very, it seems it, it seems weird that she's not involved in it before mm-hmm. until like this point. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it's something kind of like what you're saying. Oh, we'll see. Okay. So number 13, lucky number 13. This is Julian's letter to Magnus. So finally we're talking to the people that were alive when black Thorn Hall was built or I'm not sorry was built but fuck finally we're talking to the people that were alive when Black uh Blackthorn Hall was in its heyday so thankfully and even Magnus like after after this letter when he replies he's like or when he's talking to Alec and in, in the next one he's like dude why didn't they not ask me earlier like mm-hmm. I could have told them like <laughs> Why was I not your first fucking call when you found out that you inherited a hundreds year old manor? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> well, and it's like, it seems like I love the part where Julian knows how precious the time is like vacation time and all this other stuff. Cause yeah. like, obviously he said that like dad role or whatever. Yeah. So I can tell, you can tell that he really doesn't want to be sending this letter. Right. But it's but like he- important. It's important. Yeah. And it's clearly an email. I don't know why I'm thinking pen and paper. How did he get it so fast? It's not a fire message. Like, come on. So he explains, Julian explains that he and Emma apparently learned nothing watching movies with Drew because they, they just did their, they did the most to try and do like this impromptu seance to contact this fucking ghost. Yep. They went to where it was dark. They lit a bunch of candles. They decided. Ghosts like candles, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. This just reminds me of like, bitches love pizza, right? Right. Like- <laughs> and then they made their own planchet, which I made a note. I was like, I don't like that. This doesn't. 
sound like a good idea to me. Like, I don't like this at all. Like, this is not, mm -mm. especially not, listen, you found a, 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 a wooden Ouija board that is clearly over a hundred years old. Like this thing looks old and it mm -hmm. doesn't have a planchette. To me, this isn't a wall. To me, this is telling me that someone put this here without the planchette, which means I don't know what is going on with this board and I don't want anything to do with it because what if something's trapped in the board? This is Shadow Hunters. All the stories are real. We don't fucking know. And then what, what do our two genius Shadow Hunters do? They're like, well, maybe he's not being responsive because we didn't introduce ourselves. So let's give this fucking ghost our first and last name, which in every fairy tale is important. You don't give people your full name. That That's scary. Didn't Rumpelstiltskin teach you anything? Right? What are you doing? I feel like they just like literally checked off every box of like, what should I not do in this situation? Right. How can I, how can I be the opposite of safe? <clears throat> uh, and so <laughs> the Ouija board exploded, I guess it, it flew away. They chased it and then it exploded into 16 pieces, which Julian wasn't sure if was significant, but he made sure to like, ex like note that it was 16 pieces. I too feel like I would do the same thing being like mm, numerology is a thing too. Let's cover all of our bases. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Those were the only notes I had for that one. What about you? What were you thinking um, when you were reading this play by play? Um, nothing. Cause I read the, um, stuff that happened first. Oh, before so I knew right. it was gonna happen so I wasn't surprised <laughs> the thing that got me is the picture at the bottom where you can see the wall like through the wall and it says infernal devices without pity mm -hmm. and then um and the infernal devices again and then it says something else at the bottom and I can't really so this so this was Benedict's uh office because this is where he w he locked himself up when he was turning into a womb. A, a womb. <laughs> I'm Gabriel from Clockwork uh, Angel. Um, <laughs> so he, he when he was turning into a worm, he locked himself in in his study, and then wrote in blood the infernal that that like note that Henry found. Mm -hmm. So that must be what it is. That that must have been his old study. Right, and then they just papered it up. I guess. Yeah, they're like, you know what? Or maybe it's a cut scene from then. Like, it's a picture from back then. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, it's clearly, like, wallpapered cut out. And you can see, like, it's been wallpapered over mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, what do you yeah. do? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. All right, you want to move on to Magnus and Alec? Now we did cover part of this. Yeah, of we course skipped we did. way Sorry. ahead. <laughs> um, my first note is hearts and flowers and rainbows. All is right in the world when Magnus and Alec are together. That was my note. Right. <laughs> so Magnus to the rest, 
the to the rescue, of course, you know, wayward shadow hunters and all. So he goes to London. He's like, oh, shit, you guys are you really tried the most to do the worst. You OK, so do you think like he gets this email mm-hmm. and like 11 o'clock at night and he's like, fuck, I got a portal out over there. Mm-hmm. And so like Alec doesn't even know he's gone yet. And he's over there fucking with like occult shit. Maybe. And then he's going to wake up to this note or yep. like. um. I don't know. Or or he might have like rolled over and been like, babe, I got to go. I'll be right back. Uh-huh. And then he's like, writes him a letter. He's like, I'm not going to be right back. <laughs> right. I told you I would be gone for a day. But guess what? I'm not coming back later. Um. Oh, and then and then Magnus is like, these motherfuckers try to make a planchette out of some random ass wood without thinking about ley lines or the type of wood they used or the magical properties. And I was like, see, it was a bad idea. I knew it was a bad idea. I just like, you have access, like, like, <laughs> I don't know. Order one off Amazon. Order a Ouija board off Amazon and take the one out of that. Right. And use Don't that. use the haunted one that was found in, walled up in, in a, in a haunted house. Beneath words written in blood. Like, I, right. Nah. I don't know. Nah. I, I pass. <laughs> um. Oh, I, I do love, uh, I do love that Magnus has the same mindset at us as us. Like I said, that he's like, why are you not? Why did you not ask me? I'm a wealth of information. Mm-hmm. Like you just created more problems that I now have to fix when I could have just given you info from the jump. Like You're Wait. wasting my time. <laughs> you were worried about not wasting my time and now you actually are wasting my time. Um. Oh, okay. So Magnus seeing, or I like the, the magical world building that Mac Magnus's offhand comments create like his, um, he's like, Oh, it's, it's, it's so much easier to mend something with magic that was broken by magic. And so like these, these are parts because it's a very soft, um, magical system. There's not a whole, like we do have rules within like shadow hunter magic, like their their runes and things like that, but when it comes to warlock magic in this, sorry, that's okay. I didn't pay that much attention to that because when I, I remember, I don't know if you were or if yeah. I said it or I just thought it. When I read this, mm-hmm. I was getting confused, and I read this as Alec was writing to Magnus, mm-hmm. and I got very confused when he was talking about the magic part. Mm-hmm. So what I should have done has been a good little shadow hunter podcaster and went and reread it but i didn't because it was really late Mm. so um i spent more time being confused than i did on the story gotcha but so i miss little things like that gotcha but i do like they're creating rules for the system basically matt it's easier to fix Mm -hmm. stuff with magic that was broken by magic you said is what he said right right yeah yeah, I just, I just, I, I like it because when it comes to the warlocks, it's, it's very much soft magic in, in terms of like, we don't get all the rules we don't understand because none of our primary characters are learning magic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we don't get a lot of that, 
but um so we don't know its limitations so it's nice to have those little easter eggs um and then I wrote oh no is it grace <laughs> which immediately no he says the ghost is a he and he repeatedly says the ghost is a he so I'm like is it Jesse but I'm like why is Jesse still a ghost maybe he went back to being a ghost after he died I don't know and then I said oh god is it Matthew bound by a silver band is it the gracelet so like this is just like all in time <laughs> writing down mm -hmm. my thoughts well and then okay as i was i'm kind of skimming it as you're talking to kind of refresh myself yeah, and it said that the ghost spoke yeah like it was their voice which i guess doesn't mean that like i don't know if you're undead you could throw your voice sure if if they can play a piano that's broken like mm -hmm. maybe they're changing their yeah, way their know. voice sounds or whatever. So maybe it doesn't like necessarily have to be. Yeah. A guy. I don't know. Well, and but Magnus keeps asking like who like do I know you? And he's like, you don't know me now. Uh -huh. And that's like seeing getting to see Magnus have this interaction with this ghost and have these really authentic feelings that he shares with um with Alec about like this is it puts into perspective what it means to be immortal because uh -huh. he's thinking oh my god there was someone this might be someone I cared about that that's uh -huh. been trapped and needing help for over a hundred years and because my concept of time and you know like the I've been living my life not knowing and that's uh -huh. so painful to to imagine that this might be someone that he really did care for and just right. thought was dead and, and had moved on and never checked to see if they were. Because why would you? Right? right? But I could see how that would cause someone who's immortal, who is used to being extraordinary in terms of like... Of course they would check something like, you know, like just used to being the one that's on top of it because they're the oldest or whatever. And having something like that slip through the cracks that, you know, isn't actually your fault, but emotionally you still feel that guilt. I don't know. It. I liked the perspective it gave us on that enduring mortality of being immortal like magnet magnus he could have become hard and cold and detached from emotion like mm -hmm. we've heard other immortals be described as right but time and time again magnus shows us how truly mortal his emotions and his feelings are mm -hmm. I, don't know. I love magnus Obviously. Obviously. Who doesn't? I don't know. To me, it seems making Jesse is too easy. I do. I, I think so, too. I think that makes it just very easy. I don't know. I would be pressed to wonder. Like, obviously, I don't want this to be true. Uh -huh. And your head goes through like a million different. Obviously, as you were writing it, you're like, oh, my God, what if it's this? Yeah. What if it's James? And he never broke through the gracelet thing. Right. And he's bound there by the gracelet. Yeah. And it's like would be so painful for Tatiana too. Yeah. Because the thing with Jesse is. Sorry, I'm stuttering. Mm -hmm. 
people, Herondales that can see ghosts can't see Jesse. Like, it's a thing. Mm -hmm. It's a thing that it's special that Lucy, apart from being Tatiana or Grace, Mm -hmm. can see him. So I just don't know if, and maybe he's able to, if it is Jesse. Mm -hmm. Maybe since Julian's a Blackthorn. And, like, maybe it's, like, a Blackthorn thing. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be, like, Grace or Tatiana or whatever to be able to see him. But I just don't know if he would react badly to, like, hearing that it's Blackthorn. And then he freaks out. Like, he's a Blackthorn. Like, mm-hmm. and obviously he knows this is a generation's past. It's not his mom, whatever. But, like, if James died and was stuck in a bracelet by a Blackthorn, like... Mm-hmm. Hearing that it's a Blackthorn would be a big yeah. deal. Not that I want that to happen. Yeah. And not that it probably will. But like, I, don't, I think my head immediately went to Jesse because I think it's supposed to, but I think it's just too easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to move on to Emma's last diary entry? Yeah. So this is number 15. This is the last entry. Um, this is uh, Emma to Bruce. <laughs> and so she's like, she wakes up. It's a beautiful day. And she's like, I have to convince my stick-in-the-mud boyfriend to not work on the house and to go out and have some fucking fun with me. So she goes downstairs. She's like, hey, you know that thing that you've been trying to get me to do and I've been refusing? Well, guess what? If we go out today and then he's, like, running around. And my my only comment is, like, are they talking about anal? Like, are we really talking about anal right now? (laughs) Because even if that's not what we're talking about, that's the joke that's being made. (laughs) Just so we're all clear. <laughs> just want everybody to come to the table and be on the same page. Oh, and so they go and they have this great, like, sightseeing, very touristy London day. And Emma hates cucumber sandwiches just like Jace because, of course, she does. Uh-huh. And I love the continuing growth and maturity of Julian and Emma's relationship post-Parabatai. Like, he... He comes, like, he asks her about moving to London, and she's like, yeah, we're here. And he's like, no, like, as a permanent thing, like, I want to build a home and, like, have a thing. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, Julian's basically trying to rebuild his family in -hmm. terms of, like, the family name of Blackthorn and rebuilding that generational, um, wealth in terms of home and family and yeah exactly Mm -hmm. you know and and I like that he is very like clear he's like look we're we don't have to do anything but what I would like to do is grow together and understand the fact that like we're young yes but we can you know move through this life together but like we have to both be on the same page And I feel like that's very much a, like, Magnus and Alec thing. Like, I feel like Uh that's something he would learn from watching them. And just seeing that, like, this is a partnership and you have to communicate and you have to be on the same page and move through this space. And even though Emma is more immature, you know, and she's like, I'm I'm hung up on the fact that he he mentioned breaking up, like, offhandedly, like, young people tend to break up or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And she's, like, all, like, freaked out about that. She's, like, so I just started making out with him on the Ferris wheel. I'm, like, yeah, super mature, Emma. Super mature. Um, 
But anyway, they get home and the the ghost has written another missive in, in the dust. And it says, uh, find the devil tavern. And the first thing I thought was, oh, God, please don't let this be Thomas. I, I feel like this, if, if anything, the devil tavern is just a confirmation that it's a merry thief. I think it's one of them. It's either Matthew or James, maybe Thomas, or I really don't want it to be. I really don't want it to be Christopher. I don't want Grace to have somehow like backtracked and then like trapped Christopher because she like, like, okay, this is crazy. This is a crazy theory. What if Grace and Christopher happen, they get married, they fall in love whatever they live happily ever after and Chris is about or uh, Kit Christopher is about to die and Grace panics and she has she does this like fleeting like don't leave me I love you you're my husband and she has this moment of temporary insanity where she puts the bracelet on and then his his like soul can't pass on and she doesn't know what if she does that what if it's like that weird juxtaposition juxtaposition of what Ty did with Livy what if does that sound crazy what if f kit and grace become an item and tatiana finds out about it (gasps) no and she kills him because she's upset so tatiana does the murdering not grace (gasps) i don't like that i don't like that at all (laughs) It's not. So the other, the only other thing now, I know that the, the, the family history, like family tree, whatever are not accurate. Right. Always. Now with that caveat in mind, there is something that I've been just, it's been weighing on me for a long time since the beginning of the last or even before then so thomas on the lightwood family tree it shows that thomas dies young and not like like i think it's like it's in the the like 19 teens or something like that it's not horribly long after and so that's like, I'm constantly, I, and I know it might not be true because like even Barbara said, it said that Barbara lived way longer than she actually did. Mm-hmm. I know it might not be true. However, there is something like, it's just like this pit in my stomach that I'm like, what horrible thing are they going to do to Thomas? Like, cause I love him so much. And I think the reason, one of the reasons why I'm so attached to him is because I'm so afraid that he's going to die. <laughs> And so I just, I I worry because I feel like Thomas out of everyone, maybe Christopher too, but mostly Thomas, he's not done anything to anybody. It's poor kid. Well, and Thomas and Christopher are kind of like, they're the buddies. Like those two. And then Matthew and James. Mm -hmm. And they're all kind of friends together. No, there's obviously lots of theories. Do you want to read the, the theories we got written in from Ella? Yeah, I do. Do it. Okay, so she has a thing that says on Thule, Thule and time traveler theories for the wicked powers. Mm. So she does have something for wicked powers. Okay. 
that's fine. And then um, Secrets of Blackthorn Hall theories. Okay. So um, the Thule and Time Traveler theories says, so with the family trees not being reliable mm-hmm. and knowing that the Thule exists and stuff, what if the last hours is a point at which we see a branch from that timeline we're familiar with from TMI slash TDA? <gasps> so the, the last, the last hours book might end somewhere we might not expect. And then it could be answered in the Wicked Powers that it was another dimension slash timeline all along. Or maybe the Wicked Powers will end up merging timelines slash dimensions via Cortana. This could accommodate Tessa closing Demon Realm Portal's idea as well as Thule Livy returning. Mm-hmm. I do. Now, I don't know how much of, like, the first part of that theory would be true. But I do see much of the last part coming true. Like, the the bit about Cortana being able to cut through maybe timelines or you know whatever like that's gonna come into play we're gonna have a lot of thule stuff come into play i'm sure i mean and thule livy coming back i yeah i can see that i think i think all of those are possible for sure Uh uh-huh or what if like i guess you don't know okay so can i ask probably dumb questions always is Emma a direct descendant of Cordelia? Or is she just a car stairs? Um, that is a good question. She is not a direct descendant of Cordelia because Cordelia's children would not have the last name Carstairs. Right. I just meant like Alistair and like, you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. That's a good question. Because, like, um, Kit is a Herondale, but he's not one of Tess's direct descendants. Right. She's a descendant from Alistair, I believe. Okay. Well, either way, it it doesn't take... A Cordelia doesn't need to be involved to have an Emma, basically. No. So, like, maybe she gets stuck in... Um, <gasps> Like, get stuck in Thule or in another dimension? Uh-huh. I don't appreciate that. And then maybe she comes back in the Wicked Powers. Mm. But I don't want... Uh, I don't want Cordelia without James. Like... I know. For me, it's just, it's just so heartbreaking that, like... Because they love each other. And it's like, oh. Uh-huh. Well, and you'd think like I was like, oh, maybe they get stuck together. But you feel I feel like Tessa would be like about getting him back. Like that yeah. would be her main. Like her son is stuck in, like, because I'm thinking it's the shadow dimension, right? Yeah, maybe where like Belial is and stuff. Yeah. Like maybe he gets stuck down. I feel like Tessa would do every like move heaven and earth to get him out of that. Yeah, and as far as we know, her children lived happily happy lives and with you know got married and had kids of their own. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. Because we know that they do have, like, Marcus as a descendant and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. there is, like, a timeline for her kids. At least one of them. Yeah. James. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, maybe Cordelia gets... I don't know. I do like your idea about Mark being in fairy. Mark. Matthew. Matthew. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Because time goes different there and stuff. Like, that's been Mm -hmm. very, like, 
set up and talked about and whatever. Okay, anyway, so. And we know that the fairy court has ways of making someone feel like their time has not, like there's been no time at all that passed and times of Uh making them feel like it's like stretching on for eternity even when it's not, so. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Time torture. I don't like that. So Ella says her secrets of black thorn hall theories and says uh, Magnus says the ghost seems male purely based in the way it talks. The ghost is bound to the Blackthorn Hall. The ghost remains cryptic as to whether they know Magnus, which makes me think perhaps Magnus would not wish to help them, like if he knew who mm-hmm. it was. So either known to him to be dangerous or to have done something in the past to annoy or anger him. Or perhaps the ghost doesn't think Magnus would help them slash they. Um, or they have low self-esteem and don't think they're worth saving. Plus, bound by a silver band, asking for the devil tavern. I think Cassie wants us to think it's a merry thief. But I think it's Grace or even Lucy, which would fit with some of the theories around her power. Although the band doesn't quite make as much sense in Lucy's case. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, okay. So the only other reason why I'm pretty convinced that this is a dude is because the shoes, the shoe prints in the paint. So I feel like they would have described it if it was a female shoe. Because they said it was an old-fashioned dress shoe. And I'm like, okay, if it was a woman, it would be a high heel. And it would be very, like, easy to tell that it was a high heel. Right? Even if it was from 1800s, it still would have been, like, a high-heeled boot. Um, Uh And so I feel like that would have been a dead giveaway. So I think they're, like, wingtip shoes. Like, just dress shoes. Like, a men's dress shoes. But that's – I think that's the reason I'm I'm convinced. Because – Unless it's a female ghost who pulled a a Jesse and died in men's clothes. I I just, I feel like, I feel like it's going to be a dude. But that doesn't mean that it's one of the Mary Thieves. It could be somebody else. So what, from what we know is ghosts wear forever the last thing they died in. Right? Is it? Is that a thing? Or is that just a Jesse thing? I don't know. It it would make sense. I now I've seen that as like ghost lore before, but I don't know that it's ever been necessarily established as like in this world this is how this happens. So it might be a little bit open ended because I know Lucy talks. Jesse is constantly. It's like the sh- the shirt. Yeah, he wears the same stuff. thing. Yeah. Uh huh. So like the part the ghost would have to be wearing those. Shirts. I do like what she said about. Maybe they think like they did something and Magnus won't want to help them. Uh huh. Or they're telling them to go away and causing a scene because they don't feel like they deserve help. Like yeah. this is their penance being stuck. Which would totally play into a Matthew. But then at the same time, coming out with the I'm bound by a silver bracelet thing, like mm-hmm. that is asking for help. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I really don't want it to be James. I don't want it to be anybody. I want it to be a new character. So yeah, new character. just someone I don't, don't care know. about. <laughs> Do you have anything else? Um, no. 
Okay, guys. So next week, we're going to do things a little bit differently. Robin and I have each chosen um, topics in the Shadowhunter universe that we are going to research uh, using the wonderful source of the Shadowhunter wiki. Um, And then discuss next episode. So Robin's going to be covering... um, the Prater Lupus. Nice. Because you know I'm all about the person slash wolf. <laughs> what? What? And then, of course, by default, I will then be uh, researching the spiral labyrinth because that's how we do. <laughs> yep. So if you know anything, something interesting, something we just got to talk about, mm-hmm. send us a message. Let us know. It'll be great. So until next time. Oh, and you know what? If you're still listening to this, thank you. We appreciate you. And also, you should write us in and let us know what we should do for our 100th episode because we haven't figured it out yet. Right. Awkward. Mm. Make right. 100 jokes. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. And cue Amanda. <laughs> For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.